0: What's going on guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Thank you guys once again for joining me and continue to tune in. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go do that now because you don't want to miss it. As always, view discretion is advised because we're talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. On this week's episode, we're talking about Carol Cole. And just as a disclaimer, this is a guy we're talking about. Carol Edward Cole was born on May 9, 1938, in Iowa, the second son of Laverne Cole and Vesta Cole. His younger sister was born in 1939, and soon afterwards, his family moved to California, where Laverne found work in a shipyard. Not long after that, Laverne went to fight in World War II. While his father was away, his mother had several affairs and sometimes took Cole along to her rendezvous, threatening to beat him if he told his father. Vesta was emotionally abusive to Cole and dressed him as a girl. At school, he was teased about his girl's name by his peers. So right off the bat, not a great childhood. Like, why would his mom bring him to her rendezvous and her affairs so he can see and then threaten him that she's going to beat him if she told the father, you should have left him home or you shouldn't have done it at all. At age eight, he retaliated against one of his classmates, a boy of the same age named Dwayne, by drowning him in a lake in Richmond, California. The death was regarded an accident by authorities until Cole confessed to it many years later in his autobiography he wrote in prison. During a press interview, Cole said of this event, End quote. I was primed. I had made the mental commitment I was going to get even with my mother, and things just built up and built up and became obsession. End quote. As a teen, Cole committed several petty crimes and was frequently ar- arrested for drunkenness and minor theft. After high school, he joined the US Army but was given a bad conduct discharge in 1958 for stealing pistols. In 1960, Cole attacked two couples parked in cars on a lover's lane. Soon afterwards, he called the police in Richmond, California, where he was living and told them that he was plagued by violent fantasies involving strangling women. So right there, that was definitely a warning sign because he called the cops and he told them, like, hey, look, I'm having really bad urges and fantasies of strangling women. I think I need some help. And, you know, the cops probably just thought it was like a prank call and didn't do anything about it. Cole spent time in various mental hospitals over the next three years. At the last of them, Stockton State Hospital, a doctor wrote, end quote, he seems to be afraid of the female figure and cannot have intercourse with her first, but must kill her before he can do it, end quote. His doctor approved his release in April, 1963, despite hospital staff having diagnosed Cole with antisocial personality disorder. Upon his release, Cole moved to Dallas, Texas, where his brother Richard was living. There, he met and married an alcoholic stripper named Billy Whitworth, though he didn't change his perceptive towards women. After two years, the marriage ended when Cole burned down a motel after convincing himself that Whitworth was having sex with men there. As a result, he was arrested for arson. Upon his release from prison, Cole attempted to strangle an 11-year-old girl in Missouri. He was arrested and sentenced to five years in prison. After the sentence was up, Cole ended up in Nevada, where he attempted to strangle two more women. Once again, he checked himself into a mental hospital. The doctors there noted his murderous fantasies, but still elected not to detain him, and he was given a ticket back to San Diego. Why did these doctors didn't keep him? They saw the signs, and they just said, Oh, well, he's fine. He's okay. He won't do it again. right. Cole's first victim was an adult named S.E.L. Buck, whom he picked up in San Diego Tavern on May 7, 1971. He strangled her to death in his car and drove around with her body in the trunk before eventually dumping it. Just two weeks later, he killed an unidentified woman and buried her in a wooded area. He later claimed that he had proven themselves unfaithful to their husbands and so remained it him of the adulterous mother. And so it reminded him of his adulterous mother. Sorry. In July 1973, Cole married barmaid Diane Faye Younglove Pauschel, who was also an alcoholic. They argued and fought frequently, and Cole regularly went off on his own for days at a time. He would commit murders while he was away, including one woman he allegedly cannibalized to a degree. In September... 1979, Cole strangled Paschal to death. A suspicious neighbor called the police eight days later, but although they found Paschal's body wrapped in a blanket and stuffed in the closet, they decided that she had died because of her heavy drinking, and Cole was relieved without charge after questioning. Are you serious? This is ridiculous. Cole left San Diego and started moving around again. In 1979, Cole met Marie Cushman at a bar in Las Vegas. That same evening, the two went to a motel where they had sex, then he killed her by strangulation. Following the Las Vegas killing, he returned to Dallas where he fatally strangled three more women in November 1980. Cole was a suspect in the second of these killings and was also found on the scene of the third murder. He was arrested and held in custody. The police then came to the conclusion that the victim had probably died of natural causes and Cole was about to be ruled out as a suspect before he confessed to along with this murder, all of the other killings. Cole claimed that he had murdered at least 14 women over the previous nine years, although he added that there may have been more and he couldn't remember exactly as he was usually drunk when he committed his crimes. None of these crimes would have happened if they locked him up the first go-around. On April 9, 1981, Cole was convicted of three of the murders committed in Texas. He was sentenced to life At the Huntsville prison. In 1984, Cole's mother died and his attitude was was reported to have changed. He agreed to face further murder charges filed in Nevada even though it could possibly mean the death penalty. In February 1984, Cole was extradited to Nevada where he was tried and convicted for the strangulation deaths of two women in 1977 and 1979. In October 1984, Cole was sentenced to death in Nevada. When his sentencing was passed, he said, quote, thanks, Judge, end quote. Anti-death penalty campaigners, including the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, tried to have his sentence commuted, but Cole protested. Cole was executed by lethal injection at Nevada State Prison on December 6, 1985. So if the police would have caught on to him sooner, maybe some of these women or most of these women wouldn't have had died in the hands of this man. When he died, he was only 47 years old. And you can tell as his, um, growing up, he, I mean, His life growing up in an early age wasn't that great. So, of course, he was at his mom and just figured, like, all women were the same. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Hopefully, you guys come back next week and listen to another unknown serial killer story. As I always tell you guys, please be careful who you talk to and who you bully because you never know who they kill. See you guys next week.